Namaste, this is Maya Tiwari. With Om is Our Home, Episode 5. Food for one must be food for all. Om Muritam Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Satyam Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Tapas Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Damas Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Shamas Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Agniyas Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Agnihotram Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Atiteyas Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Manusham Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Prajachaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Prajanas Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Prajatis Chaswadhyayat Pravachanecha Satyamiti Satya Chada Titaraha Tapa iti tapo nitya pauru shishtihi Swadhyaya pravachane eveti nautko malgalyaha Taddititapas taddipaha Om shanti 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 Aham vriksha shareriva In this our ongoing conversation about food for one must be food for all, let me first say that was a verse from the Upanishad, from the Taittiriya Upanishad, talking about self-knowledge, self-educating, self-understanding, and sharing what we know with each other. That is considered the greatest tapas or austerity in human life, for it seeks only truth. In this time of the COVID-19 pandemic, may I say that the conversation around food and about food and Mother Nature's earth and the food that she supplies us, because that is really the only original and complete cosmic definition of food, anam. As I said before, anam, aushadamasti, that anam is our nurturance, nourishment, and our medicine. So much has happened in the area of avarice, greed, profitability from the agglomerates and conglomerates of our world, and from citizens who prefer to pursue the goal of wealth rather than the goal of harmony and understanding with our mother nature. The present predicament that we find ourselves in has so much to do with our treatment of ourselves in conjunction and connection to the good mother earth. In so many ways we are asked to reflect and contemplate this relationship, this primordial relationship that we have with the Mother, the Great Mother, the Mother Earth. There has been so many grotesque violations 
upon her earth from the human species that they cannot be counted altogether here in this talk or in many trillions of talks. That is the degree to which we have contaminated, violated, misused this earth. On this magnificent spring day in April, April 10th to 2020, I look around the forest that I live in, in Pisgah Mountain. The birds are singing still, thank goodness. The virgin green, neon greens, and every possible transition of the green color comes out in the young foliage of the oak and the poplar, of the birch and the maple. The dogwood is blooming in full now. The cherry tree is beginning to lose its blossom so quickly. And as I look up in the great azure sky above the mountain of Pisgah, I see the flocculent clouds disenfranchised from their natural and original nature tied to Medha Devi, the goddess of the clouds, through chemtrails, which in recent years have become very prominent here in the mountain areas as well. Food is memory and eating is remembering our intrinsic relationship to Mother Earth. Recalling our native ancestors help us to safeguard the harmony as we demonstrate reverence and gratitude to all creatures, to the forest, the mountains, the nature as a whole. And today, while we are in seclusion, and I prefer that term, the sanctuary of our own self, rather than the isolated isolation that we have been forced to enter. Let us contemplate food, Anam. Let us contemplate Mother Nature. Let us think deeper. We are asked to go higher. We are asked to take the chance of sacrificing the degrees of our daily habits and focus, not on fears of our economy and how we will survive this. We will, most of us, survive it, this, this passage. But we are asked to look at the bare reality the naked truth, the understanding that food for one must be food for all. This is the primeval goal of our mother nature, of our earth, and has always been. And if we leave it to the conglomerates and the agglomerates and the greed and avarice of those seeking the top 1%, that seeks only to profit 
from the demise of our good mother, Earth, then we would lose the message. You see, food cannot be elitism. Food cannot be just for those who have the wealth to afford a certain type of food. That is not food. That is fodder. Fodder for our egos and fodder for our profits and fodder for our social status, but it is not food. The ancient kin regarded their everyday task as a duty. Your ancestors, my ancestors, all of our ancestors had the dharma necessary to keep harmony thriving in their lives by investing consciousness into Mother Earth every day. They recognized the indelible quality of harmony is the bedrock of the intelligence in human life and that intelligence which sustains humanity, our compassion, our sentiency, which is different from intelligence. That sentiency which we are losing, because according to my understanding of the cosmic memory, a term that I have termed many years back, after cancer, after visiting that tunnel of light where I was hung between the Shukshma and Stula Shadira, or to put it simply, the gross and subtle body, and stayed there, lived there for five years or so. I began to understand what is not visible to us, what is not there that the senses can conjure up yet what is so palpable in the understanding of sentiency. Our forebears taught the great big animals to harvest the land, to uproot the dead trees, to clear pathways, to carry loads, transporting their family and goods from one place to the next. They didn't have to travel so far. They didn't pollute the airways with airplanes and, 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 and traffic and vehicular environmental toxicity. They lived with the earth. They incorporated the domesticated animals which they domesticated and made part of their family. They used only what was necessary for their livelihood, not just survival. To sustain and nourish and nurture humanity, we must once again return to the conscious practice of sadhana. And what is sadhana? That understanding that we foster the life force in nature, we foster it in nature and therefore we foster it in ourselves. Aushadam Uchate Sarvam Food is healing for all people. Food is the nourishment for everyone. Food is the medicine for everyone. How can I be happy if you're not? How can you be fulfilled and nourished with all of the trillions of dollars of vitamins and, and supplements and medicines, holistic, ayurvedic, 
otherwise. How could we attain health when two-thirds of our living environment suffers? We are born of food, the Taittiriya Upanishad tells us, all the Vedas tell us, every seer of every tradition has always told us this. We live by food. Again, ultimately, we return to the earth to become food, food for the earth. Food is considered by the Vedas to be the eldest of all beings. So food is also a being in itself, but it doesn't have the same sentiency of intelligence and buddhi, higher intelligence as the human, this amazing species is supposed to have. Oh, and what are we doing with our food? We invest in movements, detrimental movements. In the last hundred years, I could name at least 50 movements, which is a movement every two years, that arise within the food industry, that is based in profitability, that is based in, in, the, in, in, in the insurrection of nature, that is based from being removed from the core and the heart of the mother. We pulverize so many things. We are responsible for creating packages. We are responsible for sim assimilating all sorts of nonsense and, and toxic things into our food and we call it healthy. The health industry is as guilty as the commercial industry in this way, in that we misuse the resources, electronic, electrical, vibrational of nature to create what we call food, but it is not food. It is the fodder of our own egotistical existence, and we need to take account for it, and I shan't name the different names of the different food groups that I'm talking about. It is so much simpler than all of that. An elitist movement in the food business is never going to help humanity. And it has nothing to do with sentiency or human compassion or consciousness. Now, not only have we assaulted, insulted, and deter marginalized and abused our animals so that we can feed our already overfed, overnourished flesh with the flesh of the animal. We are not happy to be profiteering from all of the from the wretched, grotesque abuse that we employ upon our earth and employ upon the nature of our sky and waters and our animal kingdom. Now we are also looking to emulate the flesh of the animal in cell-based meat. Imagine that. If we are truly going to be vegetarian, vegetarianism is a old as the world itself. 
Our forebears that hunted the animal did so because they needed that memory to survive and live in the conditions under which they were born. And for the most part, the ancients respected the animal, had a ceremony for the animal before it begged for its life. It tracked itself in hunting, hunting in such a way that the animal could have killed them as well. But we are not living in those times anymore. We have come such a long way from any sort of integrity when it comes to Mother Nature. And we keep refining our ignorance, our vast disrespect into patented ideologies that just fill the pockets of the very few. This pursuit of wealth, the pursuit of I am better than, the pursuit of my mind is so intelligent that it can scientifically abuse any creature in order for me to shine is such a lawless and grotesque idea that we are living with and we need to come to terms with this. COVID-19 can teach us many things. Not what the mystery around the virus is supposed to intend to teach us necessarily. But what we ourselves have to come to terms with as we examine the price we are paying for this period of time in our lives. So what is this cell-based meat? It is produced by in vitro cell cultures of the animal. It is what they are now calling cellular agriculture. I guess it began sometime around 2000. We have now contaminated the entire industry of the world with all sorts of greenhouse gas emissions from mistreating and abusing and the onslaught of our animals to produce meat to fatten the human already obese cells. And now, now that we have begun to embrace what is called plant-based food, which is Mother Nature's food, but why plant-based? The ancient Vedas call it Sakahari. What is the Sakahari? Sakahari is Anam Aushanamasti. And the food is medicine. Anam grows on Mother Earth, on the bhumi, on the land. Not just land. We never call this land. This was not just pieces of land owned by the human lack of intelligence group. It was and it is called bhumi, Earth, Mother, Mother Earth. And basically, cell Based meat. So now we shift our attention to making even more of a profit, even more profitability from the insatiable appetite of our human beings. That now that we have uh, been exposing the degradation of our uh, uh, the conditions under which we are slaughtering animals for food. Well, it is not food. It is never considered food according to the Vedas. Now we must go on to emulating 
this tragedy in cell-based meats, which is created from cellular, uh, what they now call cellular agriculture, imagine that. The cultured meat is produced by using many of the same tissue engineering techniques more recently used in the medical cell engineering industry. The meat is grown in a laboratory from cultured cells. It's taken from the muscle sample of an animal like the cow. And technicians collect the stem cells from the tissue, multiply them dramatically and allow them to differentiate into primitive fibers and then bulk them up into muscle tissue. And this barbaric process is supposed to be your new fodder. Listen, people, we have got to come to an understanding that what I am saying is not about the Vedic tradition, Hinduism, or any religion. It is about the integrity with Mother Nature. It is about the sacred contract that we had when we gave, when she gave us the birth of a human person, which is meant to be sentient, self-protecting, and therefore protecting of this great earth. Don't you just love the names that they give to, to these polluted ideas? Now they're trying to figure out how they can create more of an industry of the economy, of economy of money from this devastating process. I believe from something I read some years ago, five years or so ago, that the first sample of this cell-based meat that they handed out to people to try somewhere, uh, that they actually spent over half a million dollars to create that one patty of, of fake uh, uh, meat made from the cell meat. One cell spokesman actually said at that time that the sample taken from a cow can yield enough muscle tissue to make about 80,000 quarter pounders. They're talking about the little hamburger patties. And the field is attracting billions of dollars in the last 10 years. Billions of merchants who are coming to the fore to back, to financially back this 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 pseudo industry of cell meat cell based meat of course mr gates and the agricultural company cargill are just few who are involved in in this next adventure against the mother spirit so there's so much to share and so much to talk about. But I thought I would bring this to your attention today because we have time now. We're given the time to contemplate 
our lives in a way that brings more harmony, more beauty. Bring us back to our mother. Bring us back to Mother Earth. We must simplify. We must lessen all of our resources. Most importantly, we must self-educate ourselves with the knowledge of what we are doing here on this good earth. What is our connection to this great mother? All the things that we have known before and will know again. I put my hands in the Anjali Mudra and say Namaste to you. One wonderful practice to do if you can is kneel upon the good earth and just take in the breathlessness of her beauty. Let us bow to the cadence of her rains and winds and clouds and sunlight and reap her bountiful blessings as the seasons cycle onward. Ah, wouldn't it be wonderful again to harvest the grains and the herbs and the roots and the fruits and legumes without bludgeoning the forest or the animal members of our community. Let us awaken to the eyes in our heart so that we may respect her, Mother Nature, Mother Earth, and therefore reflect that upon ourselves. To thrive, we must safeguard our most precious resource, the gift of the heavens, the gift of the mother. It is called food. Food for one must be food for all. Namaste. Peace be your journey.